Matthew chapter 6 in your Bibles this evening. Uh, last week we started this, uh, this topic of the power of forgiveness, and we'll be looking at part two tonight. And I told Pastor before, um, right before we walked out here, and I'll say it right now, don't get nervous. The first half of the message, and we'll get to it, uh, it's false. That's why that one, that one area there, if you got a handout why I shouldn't forgive, it's red. Okay, that would be false. Um, we, uh, as a Christian, we should always forgive. But we'll look at, we're going to put forgiveness on trial tonight, and we'll do, look at four areas why maybe we would say this is a reason why I shouldn't forgive. And I'd ask you to just search your heart tonight, ask the Lord to help you with this. Uh, as I was studying for this, uh, I was looking at these four areas why I shouldn't forgive, and many times I start to believe that. Yeah, I shouldn't have to forgive this. Um, and we'll look at that, and then we'll look at four strong reasons why we are to forgive. Matthew 6, verse 14, it says this, For if we forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Uh, we read this last week, and we'll continue on in this subject, but many times in Christian circles, we... Um, we really just overlook forgiveness. Uh, well, yeah, I know I'm supposed to forgive. Yeah, I forgive you. But uh, maybe we say, I forgive you, but we don't actually let go of it and let God uh, get the victory there. Uh, have you ever heard uh, somebody or a sermon, maybe we should say this, have you ever heard a sermon uh, making a strong uh, argument against forgiveness, why you shouldn't forgive? I can't think of one. I can maybe think of some people who are in a uh, maybe they're in some kind of elevated spot in society that's, oh yeah, you shouldn't have to forgive. Okay, well that wouldn't be from the Word of God. That'd be completely contrary to it. But no pastor or someone who studies the Word of God would ever say you should not forgive. Um, even some of the greatest offenses that somebody can get up here and share, and we would say, oh wow, I could totally understand why you wouldn't forgive in that situation. There's nothing in the Word of God that says we should not, should not forgive. But we'll look at, um, we're going to look at several areas here tonight. And so we're going to put forgiveness on trial, and we're going to put the evidence and weight against itself. And so there on your worksheet, I'd like to just give you number, number one tonight. Forgiveness denies the seriousness of sin. Forgiveness denies the seriousness of sin. Many people believe that by forgiving, uh, that we're denying the, maybe the offense that's been taking place. Uh, that maybe our offender, uh, what he did wrong, doesn't really matter. Um, now, even those same people would probably agree that some offenses are so small, we should overlook them. Uh, I think of maybe just being forgotten, right? Or maybe a forgotten birthday. Uh, maybe just uh, maybe a, someone was supposed to call you and they forgot to do something. And um, the Bible certainly would support, uh, here, Proverbs 17, uh, 14 says this, the beginning of strife is as one letteth out water, therefore leave off contention before it be meddled with. Uh, another verse here on this subject, the Proverbs 19:11. Uh, the discretion of man deferreth his anger and his glory to pass over a transgression. These verses really can, uh, Solomon's telling us that a wise person is one who doesn't just make a federal case about everything, okay? Uh, but at the same time, uh, when there's a little offense, we need to bring it, we need to bring it to someone's attention. Say, before it becomes this huge thing, um, I know even just, uh, you can relate this just even to um, a marriage relationship, okay? Uh, we talked about this morning, timing our words. Now, hopefully we're not just letting something constantly build up and eventually we just explode and, uh, and we just completely uh, lose it with someone, but we should uh, really, every situation, uh, ask the Lord to give us wisdom on it. Uh, you understand that even a small injury, uh, they're not... Um, unpainful, if you will. Have you ever gotten a paper cut? 
Those things are so small, but they hurt so bad. Uh, and we can even relate that to a uh, cardboard paper cut. Those are even worse, but uh, just even a small injury. What about major offenses? Uh, they shouldn't be overlooked. Uh, it's, uh, it's possible to even treat every offense, this, uh, is, is it possible to treat every offense the same way? Um, it's, you know, I think about, uh, we could go through and we can list, and many of you maybe have gone through some of these things, but you can list maybe a major offense, again, that many of us would say, that would be something very hard to forgive. We looked at that story of that, uh, that Dateline story of someone that their sister was, when their daughter was, was murdered and she got a letter from the killer saying that she, he had been saved and asking for forgiveness. Uh, I put, tried to put myself in that situation. That'd be a very hard thing, very hard thing to do. Uh, forgiveness does not just look at our pain and uh, say, oh, you know, God doesn't overlook it, okay? God doesn't, but God doesn't overlook our sin. And we're going to look at uh, an example here that many of us probably know about the parable of the unforgiving servant. But I think of this, this passage of Scripture here in Naaman, uh, ch- uh, chapter 1, verse 3. It says, The Lord is slow to anger and great in power. Will not all acquit the wicked? The Lord hath his way in the whirlwind and in the storm. The clouds are the dust of his feet. God's mercy cannot override his holiness. He doesn't casually declare that sinners are suddenly righteous and serious offenses are suddenly not so big of a deal. Okay? Our, our sinful offense, we talked about this several weeks ago and we know this, but our, because of our sin, a payment had to be made. Uh, God didn't overlook our sin. Jesus Christ came and paid for our sin. God didn't overlook our sin. Jesus Christ came and paid for our sin. And uh, I think about many times that, uh, you know, I, I've, I've heard people say the phrase that uh, God, um, God for, forgets all of our sin. Uh, I like to say that God, God didn't just forget about my sin. He chooses not to remember it anymore because of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And I'm so thankful as we sing those songs even this morning about our sin. And uh, I'm just thankful that the Lord would save somebody like me and his grace that reaches down. Uh, God's mercy cannot override his holiness. Uh, it's, it, it, if a perfect God finds it impossible to just overlook our sin, how can he expect us to overlook the serious hurts inflicted by others against us? Now, follow me on this thought, okay? Um, we are, we are going to try to build a case from one side. Hey, we, didn't, we don't have to forgive. So as, as I'm saying this, you're going to say, that is not right. Okay, good, uh, because we're, we're building the case for both sides of this, okay? So forgiveness denies the seriousness of our sin. Number two, forgiveness lets people off the hook too easily, if you will. Uh, forgiveness lets people off the hook too easily. One of the most basic hindrance to forgiveness is we are fearful that someone's going to further abuse the situation. I've shared this with you before, but I remember a family member of mine saying sorry, and I remember just that split second of thinking, why should I keep forgiving when this keeps happening? And the Lord had to remind me, he said, Caleb, I forgive you over and over and over again when you continue to do uh, and fill in the blank. And uh, really, Matthew 18, 21, I think about Peter. Uh, Peter came to the Lord and he said, how oft shall my brother sin against me and I shall forgive him till seven times? So what did, what did the Lord, what was his answer? And what's, what is, I need help with the math. What, how many times is that? Okay, does that mean on 491, and we're going to say, oh, sorry, you've used it all up. No, um, what the Lord is trying to teach us there is hopefully by the time 491 comes around, we've created a practice. It's become a part of us to offer forgiveness towards one another. And uh, don't come too hard on Peter because you think about this as you read that. You're like, man, he asked the question, Jesus Christ, should I forgive him seven times? Think about if someone seriously hurt you and offended you seven times over and over and over again. For me, sometimes it could be two or three times and I'm frustrated and I'm like, why does this person keep doing this? 
And so Peter actually was kind of generous uh, with that, but the Lord said, no, we should do it over and over and over again. Uh, forgiveness lets people off the hook too easily. Uh, number three, um, a, a case against forgiveness. Forgiveness places too much responsibility on the victim, if we can use that word again here. Uh, maybe a convincing argument can be made for the fact that we're asking uh, victims to let go of their pain and deny their desire for justice, placing too much responsibility on the offended instead of on the offender, blaming the victim instead of the victimizer. And I'm not, again, I'm not trying to... Um, I don't know all the backgrounds in here this, uh, this evening. I'm not saying if you've been hurt in a, in a very um, serious way that uh, and, and the, the, the law needs to take place, okay, and justice needs to be served, absolutely. But again, going back to me in my own life, when I have wronged my Heavenly Father, justice had to be paid. And who paid that justice for me? It is Jesus Christ that paid that. Uh, the, the, the next argument here, um, well, actually, no, I had a, let's turn to Matthew, you're there in Matthew 6. Let's go to Matthew 18 here. Well, that's the wrong reference. Hang on here. I'll find it. Mm. Well, I want to find it. Okay, it should have been 28, verse 28, okay? Uh, but let's back up to verse 21. Then came Peter to him and said, Lord, chapter 18, verse 21, how oft shall my brother sin against me, and I shall forgive him until seven times? Jesus saith unto him, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until seventy times seven. Therefore is the kingdom of heaven like, and unto a certain king, which would take account of his servants. And when he had begun to reckon, one was brought unto him, which, which owed him ten thousand talents. But for as much as he had not, uh, not to pay, his Lord commanded him to be sold and his wife and children, all that he had, and payment to be made. The servant therefore fell down and worshipped him, saying, Lord, have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. Then the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion and loosed him and forgave him his debt. But that same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants, which owed him a hundred pence. And he laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me. That, uh, pay me that thou owest. And his fellow servant fell down on his feet and besought him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. And he would not, uh, but, went all uh, but went and cast him into prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what was done, and they were uh, very sorry, and came and told their Lord all that was done, then the Lord after that he had called him and said, O thou wicked servant, I forgave thee all that debt because thou desirest me. Shouldn't not thou also have had compassion on thy fellow servant, even as I had pity on thee? And um, so that, that was the passage of Scripture we're trying to read there. And I think about just, uh, we've heard that story so many times, but I try to put myself in that situation. Uh, don't, I, 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 and during COVID, we, we shut down our, our bus ministry there in North Carolina for 13 months. And so for a little bit of time, uh, we were doing these um, Bible skits and posting them online. Uh, and this is one of the stories that we did. I don't know how much 
uh, Bible doctrine was in all of those, but we acted the story out and made it very, uh, very funny, but it was like almost so sad as we were acting it out. It was like, how many times, uh, you know, we saw this guy that got forgiven, and then he went and we literally had him grab someone's neck and shake him, and when the guy said, I'll pay thee all, and he laughed and said, ha ha, the irony of this, I just said that not two minutes ago. And, uh, but it's amazing when you think about what we have been forgiven, but then we hold a grudge against our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. And we can't forgive. And it's like the Lord is reminding us here in this passage of Scripture, saying you have been forgiven all. And here you are, something that's so small, you cannot forgive, uh, forgive, those, uh, forgive those people. And so uh, lastly, number four, and then we'll move on to four strong reasons why I should forgive. Forgiveness is unfair. Forgiveness is unfair. I see what I did here. So before I get any further with that, I was the other passage of Scripture, and that was Matthew 5, 38 through 41. And that was when the, uh, I do want to read this. Ye have heard that it hath been said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say unto you that ye resist not evil, but whosoever shall smite thee on thy right cheek, turn to him the other also. And if any man will sue thee at thy law and take away thy coat, let him have thy cloak also. And, what, what's, and whosoever shall compel thee to go a mile, go with him twain. Uh, God uh, is, is, is giving them, or Jesus Christ has given them an example of what, what to do. And in that time, they're about, talking about going that extra mile. If a Roman soldier was to command you uh, to pick up his gear and walk a mile, you had to do it. You had to do it by law or they could kill you. Uh, you could say no, but there'd be some serious consequences. And Jesus Christ is saying, hey, when they compel thee to go a mile, go another mile. You don't have to go that other mile, but go ahead and do that other mile. And go help uh, go and show your offender, um, you know, show them the love of Jesus Christ. So if forgiveness is going to place such a heavy burden on my shoulders, people say, well, then I shouldn't have to forgive. No, we should, and, and we're getting to that. Forgiveness is unfair. Um, all of us are created in the image of God, and regardless of how badly that image has been marred by our sin and by the sin of this world, we are still to be, uh, retain that, uh, that, uh, that image of God and to sh share that forgiveness. And so I want to look at what, what uh, before we get to the next one, what is, what is forgiveness? Well, here's what it's not, okay? And then we'll get on here. It's not denying the reality of your pain, okay? So uh, forgiving, forgiving someone doesn't mean that you haven't been hurt, there hasn't been an offense, okay? Um, it's not letting your offender off the hook. It's not blaming you. Um, it is not unfair because God can't do anything unfair. Justice always has to be served. Uh, Romans 9.14, what shall we say then? Is there unrighteousness with God? God forbid. No, God is a righteous and holy God. And forgiveness, if forgiveness is none of the above, uh, then what is it? Uh, we read that about the unforgiving servant here. The money lender chose, uh, that, that king chose to release that servant, uh, that, that one that was the debtor, released him of his debt, okay? That was the king's choice to do that. But then it was that guy who was forgiven. It was his choice, his choice not to forgive. It was, let me, let me illustrate it this way, okay? So say someone rear-ends your car at a stoplight, and when you get out, you take and look uh, at the damage, and uh, you know it's going to cost uh, a lot of money to fix the damage. And you're standing there, and you're very upset, and all of a sudden this a uh, little old nice lady gets out, and she's just crying, and she's weeping, and she's saying she doesn't know how she's going to be able to pay for this. And uh, you, in that moment, uh, maybe you have a soft spot, maybe you're um, unwise in the situation, and you say, you know what, don't worry about it, okay? Then you take it to the uh, auto body shop, and they give you a $2,000 estimate on to get that car fixed. Now, you chose to forgive that 
little old lady and say, you know what, I forgive you, but it doesn't mean that something still didn't have to be paid for to get fixed, okay? Uh, and Jesus answers that question about forgiveness uh, there and, that we read before, and I think about just many times of how I've been forgiven, and that's when we're, we're, what we're leading up to. So number one, number one in the area of forgiveness, a strong case for forgiveness, okay? Forgiveness is often the only way to settle a debt. Often the only way to settle a debt tell you what, there's been some times in my life that I had to say uh, sorry to someone. There's nothing I could do to help the situation. And um, I had to say, I'm, I had to humble myself and say, I'm very, very sorry for what, is, what has happened and I can't fix it. And um, I was glad that they offered forgiveness. I think of someone in, um, uh, that I went to Bible college with in our first, first year, didn't have, a, didn't have a job. And so we decided uh, to go out and wash cars for a job. And so we went around to some places and it was funny. This one person that we went to took us like two hours to wash the car and detail it. She gave us like $160 uh, for doing that. So we split it. Oh man, this is great. We went back the next day to wash her car again. Um, and uh, it's like, guys, you got to gotta wait a little bit longer. That's how much we were so excited to realize, oh, that money ran out eventually. But uh, through all of that, we made a, uh, a decent amount of money that month. But I found out that my friend that I was working with, I had just met him at college. He was going to have to be sent home because he couldn't pay his college bill. And uh, I had saved up money before going to college. And I said, you know what? This has been a fun experience for me. I just got a job. Uh, I can make my bill. Just go ahead and take all the money. Uh, take all the money. Now, uh, it, was, it was weird. It was uh, the next couple years, I remember he would bring it up, and he would always be so awkward about it. And I was like, dude, like, I already forgot about that. Like, don't even worry about it. And I remember it was hilarious. I graduated in December, and I went and walked in May to get my diploma. And he came up to me at my graduation, and he handed me an envelope with some money, which I was thankful for it then, uh, because I had just got married and I needed some money. But he's like, you know what? This has been bothering me for the last four years. I want to give this to you. And what I shouldn't have done, should have done is, no, you keep it. And I already forgave you. But I said, thank you so much. Um, <laughs> but all that to say, for those three years, there was an awkwardness that I didn't even know was there. He felt, uh, you know, he felt bad. And we talked about that last week, about sometimes when we have a, a debt to be paid, we have that seesaw battle, if you will, with guilt and blame, where we have guilt that we're carrying, but we're also blaming the other person why we're holding a grudge against them. And when we let we take one away, the other one comes crashing down. With the, 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 and what we, the illustration there was, you need to get rid of that guilt and get rid of that blame and just ask Jesus Christ to give you the victory to forgive that person. Um, next there on your worksheet, forgiveness is sometimes the only way to break the endless cycle of hurt and unfairness. You know, suddenly Jesus' solution of turning the other cheek seems to be um, hard to do in a situation when you've been offended uh, in a situation and you don't really feel like turning the other cheek. Uh, but that's what the Lord is asking us to do, and um, it could be something very tough to do. But then again, I just picture my Savior there on the cross for me and what he's forgiven me of. Why can't I forgive other people in the well? And, I'll, and we know the answer. It's our flesh. It's our sin that, that holds us against that. Uh, number two, forgiveness under there. Uh, forgiveness frees us to get on with life. The Bible says in Hebrews 12:1, I like this, this phrase here. It says, let us lay aside every weight within the sin that doth easily beset us. You know, and run the race with patience. When we hold on to bitterness, when we hold on to unforgiveness in our life, it can weigh us down. And our relationships with other people, it really does, it does matter. And I think about many people, even in my own life, uh, that I have held it, maybe a grudge or have had some bitterness too. You know what? They had already moved on. 
They'd forgotten about it, and it wasn't even something that was that serious. But there I was, sitting there in my own self-pity, and um, having a grudge maybe against someone. You know what? They had already moved on. And there I was living in it, and that's not a good place to be. Bitterness is always, always hurts the person who's harboring it. Um, next, number three, forgiveness is the antidote, if you, if you will, to useless suffering. Can you imagine the relief that the servant must have felt as he left that palace knowing that his debt had been forgiven? But suddenly, an evil thought had entered his mind. He thought about the person who owed him something. He went and he found him. Uh, and it, that also it's recorded in Matthew uh, 18, uh, right there at the end, um, verse 35 of Matthew 18. So likewise shall my heavenly Father do also unto you, if you from your hearts forgive not every one his brothers uh, their trespasses. Man, that's a, that's a zinger right there at the end of the story about how we are supposed to carry ourselves and forgive one another. If I hold bitterness and I don't forgive, uh, forgive my brother and sister in Christ, uh, the Bible teaches us that uh, that's, uh, our Heavenly Father will also uh, is going to withhold some. I believe sometimes, many times, I, can, I, bl- I believe I could say this, that sometimes in our life uh, we, we're waiting for, if you will, a spanking. Um, uh, my kids, they, they don't like things getting taken away from them. They just want to get the punishment over. And so sometimes in my life, I say, Lord, just get this punishment over with. And sometimes I believe that maybe the absence of blessings in our life can be, be a punishment. I don't know if I can um, dogmatically say that, but there's been some times in my life that I'm sitting around waiting for a spank, and all of a sudden it's like, well, Lord, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I feel like that because I'm out of fellowship with you, I'm missing out on the blessing of the fellowship with my, with my Lord. And it's because I'm holding something, something that's hindering our relationship. Uh, there, that blank there. Those who refuse to forgive enter their own private torture chamber, sentencing themselves to a lifetime of useless pain. Have you ever met someone who just has a problem with everyone? Uh, it's just, it's amazing, just the, the, even the physical, uh, 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 the, 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 the physical things that they go through and the spiritual things that they go through, where, uh, what it does to a person. There are some consequences to when we hold bitterness. And if I can just continue on and then we'll get to, the, get to how, uh, uh, when we forgive. That's the message here. Is the Bible word for unforgiveness is what? Do we know the word? We've said it several times tonight. Start with the B. Bitterness. That's the Bible word for unforgiveness, is being bitter towards one another. Uh, Hebrews 12, 15, it says this. That's the wrong page. I guess I should just turn there. Let's go to Hebrews. I'm going to go to Hebrews 12, 15. Twelve fifteen says this, looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby may be defiled. I think about, when you think about just the, the grace of God, and you look about how good God's been in your life, when he's forgiven you, it's very hard when you start to dwell on that, and you think about what God's forgiven you, to not forgive one another. And so, uh, that was one of the blanks there. I got ahead of myself. But one of the strongest arguments for forgiveness could be the consequences of our unforgiveness. And I'd like to flip over there. I'm sorry, I'm making you go all over the place here. Ephesians chapter 4. Verse 26 and verse 27 says, As be ye angry and sin not, let not the sun go down upon your wrath, neither give place to the devil. Um, let me go back to um, 
I'm sorry, let me go back to verse number 25. Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be angry and sin not, let not the sun go down upon your wrath, neither give place to the devil. And so when we let unforgiveness enter our life, or we just let the sun go down upon our wrath, we are literally giving the devil the victory, and he's getting a foothold in our homes. And so uh, as a Christian, we need to be exercising forgiveness. And that's what number four is, and it could really be the, the message, the, 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 the phrase of the entire uh, topic of forgiveness that Matthew 6, 14, 15, we read that at the beginning, but forgiveness is really the obligation of the forgiven. It's really the obligation of the forgiven. When you truly forgive someone, that's only a forgiveness that God can give you to forgive some, one another. Now, when we uh, forgive, yeah, I forgive you, but every time something uh, in that situation comes up, say, hey, you remember six years ago um, when you said this, and yeah, I said I forgave you, but I still remember it. Uh, we have to ask the Lord to help us get that victory over. So here's, here's the message tonight here, and I'm done. When we forgive, we acknowledge that a wrong has occurred, okay? We, next, we recognize that there is an obligation for repayment. So you think about in our own lives and our sin, there is acknowledge that there is a wrong that's occurred. That's my sin, we recognize there has to be an obligation for repayment. That's Jesus Christ. And here's number three. We choose to release our offender from that obligation and cover the loss ourselves. Jesus Christ chose to come here and to die for us, and because of his sacrifice, that obligation of that payment, that penalty, uh, is no longer uh, has to be covered by us. It was covered by Jesus Christ. And so when we forgive... There's, I'm not saying that everything is just, oh, wonderful. I totally, there's still a hurt there. We've got to cover that loss ourselves. And I wrote down here on your paper, most of us have no problem with the first two, okay? I can, I can tell you when I've been wronged, and I can recognize that person's wronged me and they need to pay for it, okay? I, a lot of us have a problem with that third one, choosing to forgive. Choosing to forgive. And this is something that a lot of us can really um, struggle with because there are some serious hurts out there. There's some serious things that have happened. Um, there's some people that, uh, again, we talked about this morning, hurting people can hurt people. And it's not denying that there's not a hurt that has happened. But when we choose to not forgive, forgive a place to the devil. And um, I hope that, I, I know I was a little all over the place here tonight, but the, the message here tonight is this. The Christian, it's the obligation to forgive. Uh, maybe it doesn't make sense. Maybe when you forgive somebody, and say, how in the world could you ever forgive me? Well, let me tell you how I've been forgiven. Uh, by my Heavenly Father and the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. And when you stop and think about all the wrongs that you have done, uh, Jesus uh, Christ died for your past sins, your present sins, and your future sins. And you think about how he saved you from all of those things and uh, what we can walk in victory in Christ. And when we let bitterness fill our hearts, we're not walking in the Spirit. We're walking in our flesh because it's natural. It's natural to want to justice to be served. And I want to tell you how you've wronged me. Um, but the spiritual thing there, the, the fruit there of uh, forgiveness only comes from, from the Lord. And we've got to ask the Lord to help us with that. So why I, sh why I shouldn't forgive? Well, there's a lot of reasons why maybe we, we looked at those phrases last week as well. Yeah, there's some serious things where I could say, yeah, I shouldn't forgive that person. But when you start to think about all that we've been forgiven, we acknowledge and we recognize what we've done. It's our choice to forgive. And I'm so glad that the, that forgiveness has been offered to me and uh, through Jesus Christ and his sacrifice on the cross.